It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What do you see as the biggest threat to your transition right now, given President Trump's unprecedented attempt to obstruct and delay a smooth transfer of power? I want to get your thoughts on the president's tweet over the weekend where he first seemed to acknowledge that you won. Then he said he won't concede. Then he said, I won. How did you interpret that? And at the end of the day, do you want him to concede? So you've been watching uh, the president-elect Joe Biden, and you've been watching what amounts to a bit of a love fest here between the media. I'm often moved by what President Obama says, because like Sonny said, there's an eloquence to him. He makes sense. There's a wisdom, a calm leadership. It's like watching a really good minister in church. You just, you understand, and he, he takes you places. I love all of that. Donald Trump is a fascist. This is the time to get off the Trump train. Because he just told you where the train is going, and it's not a passenger train. He'll load you on it someday, too. Riding the crazy train <laughs> is Stephen Colbert, not surprisingly. You know, it's, it's very interesting because I am not a trained psychologist or psychiatrist, but I'm, I'm watching that video. <laughs> or any it, kind. I am Trained or untrained. I, you know, it's arguable, I would say. But uh, but watching him today in this video, which you didn't see the video, Mm-mm. but he's wearing all black again because he wears all black. It's his thing because you know what he, he wasn't feeling it because democracy died exactly, and he is very unhappy. He is very unhappy, and his plea, his plea to to people, listen, please, all right? You know what you know what you saw. He's a fascist, okay? He's if he did fascist things, you know that he did. It is not comedy. It's not serious commentary. It is somebody having a an episode. <laughs> no, I'm serious, it is. He's not okay. The dude, I've never, I was not a John Stewart guy. I was not, I don't care about a Garland, Schechtel, or whoever that English idiot is who was who part of that stuff with the glasses, who was, uh, who was on Showtime. Or, 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 John Col- Oliver? Yes, or, uh, yeah, or Steve Colbert. I never thought those guys were very impressive. I was listening, I was watching... And absorbing adult current <laughs> events 
uh, shows at that time in in my twenties well, when John Stewart was out. In all fairness, that show, The Daily Show, was popular when I was like in high school. So mm-hmm. lots of people watch that as their, you know. What do you mean in all current, fairness? That's current that's, event. That's, why is that fairness? That's a disgrace that young idiots were watching. It. <laughs> Believe me, Alice. I'm older, and when I was in my mid-20s, morons were watching that and telling me, you know, you really should watch Jon Stewart a little bit. You know, you'd learn something. Learn something by watching Jon Stewart? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, I mean, my it, generation, we were at least, like, I mean, there aren't a lot of, like, 14-year-olds tuning into CNN to get their nightly news. So I understand. I guess it was, like, newsier than South Park. Uh, no, South Park is <laughs> is much more informative and much more an intelligent show than than the John Stewart show. The John Stewart show was a bad show that was dumb, but it it made dumb people people feel like they were learning something and being edgy with the comedy. Mm-hmm. And because he'd use you know actualities, sound clips, and things like that, mm-hmm. and he'd be disrespectful about them, and that was cool. It's it's an education for dummies, John Stewart. I have no time for it. I had, I thought it was a waste, and I thought it was a waste. Now I did write a a, a I must say good column. When he uh, quit about what a talentless disgrace he was. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. Okay. I'm worried about Steve Colbert. <laughs> um, but we've got so much to talk about. First of all, um, Joe Biden did have a press event le- today, which was X-rated. Yeah, I would t- tell you not to watch this with kids around. What do you around. mean X-rated? It was, um, it was a group sensual session <laughs> is what I would say. It was, it, it was remarkable. I mean, I'm happy. I am happy that this young press corps. Okay, let me just play. This is the first okay. question okay. in the Joe Biden press event. This is too good. Uh, here we go. You spoke about the need to access the outgoing administration's COVID vaccine distribution plans. What do you see as the biggest threat to your transition right now, given President Trump's unprecedented attempt to obstruct and delay a smooth transfer of power? Well, he doesn't really have to answer the question at this point. You did it already yeah. in the question unprecedented attempt to obstruct the the transfer of power which is you know historic in bends all norms sir and is truly disgraceful so with that i have no further questions or comments <laughs> there's that's not a press question that is answering the question in the question and allowing if you'd like to you know just tee this uh, or, or 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 knock this putt right. in that i've set up for you here so wonderfully using all of the abrasive and um, accusatory language I can muster up, sir. If you deign to just, you know, put a cherry on top, feel free. If not, that's fine too. We've already written, we've all, all of us have already written everything we intend to write. We're just looking for a tiny bit of a quote from you. Mostly we've written the quotes <laughs> ourselves. And really, those quotes will be in their news stories. Mm-hmm. You know, when asked if, uh, if he would condemn Trump's unprecedented, historically dark, tyrannical, maneuver at, <laughs> so i mean it's already in there so biden has very little work well, right. to do. it's like you know how everybody made fun of the oan girl is it chanel ryan is she the one who was at the white house mm-hmm. um and uh and how she would ask trump these questions that were like yes you know <laughs> given that hunter biden's laptop exposes the criminal mastermind joe biden and trump would be like yes exactly so true that would be like the whole question that's like what all the regular channels now yes. are with Biden. So yes, all the they're all OAN, the, the opi- but for Biden. The, what, yes, they, they, they cook the opinion and analysis right into the question, which is fine. But you're right. They all This is OAN. They're all, they always were, except for the last four years, they always were just embedded uh, propagandists, but it's fine. <laughs> so Biden has no work to do here. More people may die. 
if we don't coordinate. Look, as my chief of staff, Ron Klain, would say, who handled Ebola. I would say the excitement level in the presidential press conference is about to take a precipitous fall straight down a cliff. <laughs> oh, my God. And Trump, will, as a private citizen, will be talking about the poor ratings for Biden's press. The vaccine is important. It's of little use until you're vaccinated. And so they say they have this warp speed program. So, Joe, they're only six years ahead of schedule. You know, give them a second here. <laughs> They say they have this warp speed program, but we can't tell because he won't move out of the office and let me move in. And that they not only dealt with. This is a horse bleep, by the way. All this panic over Trump is, oh my God, why doesn't he just move out? I saw a cartoonist today had a cartoon saying, with this thing saying essentially Trump is refusing to move out. He doesn't have to move out for 66 days or something. He right. can stay in there and do his stuff. All I've it, seen a bunch of people speculate about that on Twitter. Like, maybe we should have some constitutional way to speed up the transition here. It seems unfair that Trump gets to stay there. <laughs> like, what? It's, it's Obama got to stay there. Right. They all get to stay there. And in the meantime, he was spying on Trump and entrapping Mike Flynn. Like Getting vaccines, but also how to, do, how to distribute this. If we have to wait until January 20th to start that planning, it puts us behind over a month, month and a half. And so it's important that it be done, that there be coordination. Now First of all, a couple of things. One, nobody's suggesting anybody has to wait till January 20th <laughs> to do anything. You know, January 20th is when you get to go into the building. Before that, you can be at HHS. You can have all sorts of meetings all over the place. Biden has been has been bragging about the fact that mm -hmm. he's already working with foreign leaders and domestically with companies and unions. And today, I don't have that cut, but today he's, he said, we were working with businesses and unions and they're all thrilled. And he's already <coughs> doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Also, every hack bureaucrat that's in Trump's HHS, unless Trump fires him, will still be in the HS when Biden gets in there. And then right. it's Biden's turn to go whack everybody he wants and keep his own guy, get his own guy in there. I know, but Trump's not personally distributing the vaccine. So to your point, the people are all going to still be there who have worked on the plan. It's not like going to be a clean break from one group to another and no one will have any idea what's going on. Right. No, it's <laughs> a, it's, this is all, it's all ridiculousness. It's all theater. People like Stephen Colbert and these other folks, most of the, the people in... Tapper, who's just totally a broken man on TV and wants you to see, and this is incredible that, that we're seeing this, the sitting president of the United States. Calm the hell down. Calm down, everybody. You calm down if you're nervous about this stuff. There's nothing to be nervous about. Donald Trump, first of all, does not have a record of flouting the law and completely you know, taking a, an autocratic approach <laughs> regardless of of regulations and guidelines. This is a guy who's not been arrested in his life in New York, you know, a town I'm told, although I, I completely denounce this accusation, I'm told is a mob-filled town. It certainly was when Trump was doing business there. Trump managed to stay out of uh, trouble uh, plenty of times. So this is not in his DNA to want to be a, a, a lawbreaker for no reason what, or to want to destroy his brand, which that would certainly do if he was trying to hang out at the White House Right, he's not exactly like a criminal mastermind. Right. By the way, we will. Uh, uh, we were overrun by bogeys yesterday, and if you watched the video, you saw it. If you were listening, you heard. Yeah. And we will read those letters and everything else we yeah, have. We'll finish today. up our mailbag today because yes, the cameras all got knocked over in the middle of the video. 
I want to get your thoughts on the president's tweet over the weekend where he. Why does Biden even have to be there? <laughs> Could you just address the, this SOP in the office, sir, while we're dealing here? First seemed to acknowledge that you won. Then he said he won't concede. Then he said, I won. How did you interpret that? And at the end of the day, do you want him to concede? Inter- That's a tough one. <laughs> at the end of the day, do you want him to concede? That's, there's the actual question, and that's it. I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> and take a guess. Yes, I'm going to suggest that maybe he does prefer that Trump, by a narrow margin, prefers that Trump concedes. That is Trumpianism. <laughs> we understand what you meant, Joe. Uh, no change in his modus operandi. Um, and uh, I think the pressure will continue to build. Look, I'm having a lot of meetings with world leaders on the, t- on the telephone. I cannot get into negotiating with them about things that are going to be done, but they're calling with some degree of enthusiasm. Uh, um, everyone from- I know everybody's going there, but remember the days when you couldn't be talking to world leaders on the telephone about things that the country's mm-hmm. going to be going in the direction, about the direction the country's going to be going in mm-hmm. to try to suggest they ease off uh the sanctions like Trump did with the Russians, which was a horrible thing. One of the reasons Michael Flynn was in jail. From uh, uh, the Holy Father to prime ministers across the globe. Um, and so we're moving along uh, knowing what the outcome will be. Sounds good. By the way, he definitely sounds full of energy and up to it. <laughs> and uh, um, as I said earlier, and I probably shouldn't repeat it, but I find this... Uh, more embarrassing for the country than debilitating for my ability to get started. Sorry, Joe. There's a lot more embarrassment to At come. least Joe Biden's not claiming that Trump is a wannabe dictator who's going to like cross the Rubicon here and try and take D.C. by force, which is like what half the Internet is acting like. I mean, at least he's like, oh, well, it's not really like causing any practical concerns. It's just embarrassing or whatever. Which yeah. Is, no, and actually, I Biden mean, like, generally. He's the least offensive person in the room right now. And this is this is going to be very interesting because Joe Biden has been in Washington for nearly half a century. Mm-hmm. And he knows which way the wind blows. And he knows that he is walking into the worst possible scenario. Essentially. Essentially, wokeism has been tossed out, repudiated by the American people. Many aspects of Trumpism have been doubled down on. Mm -hmm. People like a lot of what Trump did. And he has to get in there. While Trump, as Trump was essentially reelected, but not him, but he was removed. Trump was surgically removed from the reelection. Although (laughs) the Trump. All his policies. Trump doctrine has been reelected. Biden's got to walk into that now mm-hmm. with a razor, razor thin uh, uh, majority in the in the House, and uh, you know not having the Senate. In, mm-hmm. He was not going to win Georgia, so he's not going to have the Senate. He's going to walk in now. Meanwhile, under I assault mean, from crazy AOC progressives, under assault from them, who are going to demand, demand, and make mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of noise, demand that yeah. he make concessions. And adopt part of the party platform. He's walking into an incredibly odd situation. I was just hearing today that, what was it? It wasn't since, it's been 100 years since a president has has been elected and had this small a margin in the House. Mm -hmm. And this is 
this is a crazy time for him. So he, this old guy, Joe Biden, he is not a sharp guy anymore. I mean, not that he ever was, but he's not a loud guy anymore. Mm -hmm. But he is all instincts at this point. That's all he has. Yeah. And he's got to be looking around saying, Jesus. It didn't he does happen. have pretty good instincts, though. I mean, I certainly think he's a better politician in terms of like getting things done than Kamala Harris is. Uh, I just don't. I don't. Like, I'd have to look back at the record to see if that's true. I mean, they just, certainly got busing done. <laughs> she knows that. <laughs> so I mean, but Joe Biden like works with people in Washington. That's like part the progressive left's complaint about him is okay, he knows yes. how to like make allies across the aisle and do stuff and make things happen. You know, whereas like I don't think Kamala Harris has that. She just knows how to like say the thing that everyone's supposed to say. You know. Right, you're right, and she comes from cultural wokeism and the mm -hmm. movement, more an activist right. movement, where, where roots, and that is not Biden. Her fans were like extremely online during the primary, which was one of her problems because, kind of her like online fandom, the K Hive, like kept kind of pushing her to the left of where she probably should have wanted yeah. to be, um, especially given her criminal justice record. And I think if she could have like picked a lane and stayed there, she probably would have done better in the primary, but. You know, I think I think that that speaks to her lack of political skills in with the ability to like really choose where she is and like figure out where you can meet people who who agree with you who to build a coalition. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Biden has that, and I don't think Kamala Harris does. I mean, Biden has lost his eight game, his you know his fastball. That's for sure. He is not who he was even five years ago, but. He's still somehow more competent than Kamala, I think. Um, yes. Um, I just think, you know, there's a chance Biden could get some stuff done in Washington with taxes or something. But, like, I don't I don't know if a President Harris could, um, especially because well, she's going to try and go further left. And, like, to your point about Georgia, you said they're not going to win those Georgia seats, even if the Democrats win both the seats and have that 50-50 mm -hmm. Senate where Kamala would be the tiebreaker. The vice president's the tiebreaker. Uh, Joe Manchin has already said he's not going to vote to get rid mm -hmm. of the filibuster. He's not going to pack the court. He's not going to do a Green New Deal. So even with both the Georgia seats, none of the like really things that they really, really want to do are going to happen. So it's sort of like... Right, but the insurgency, the push is on, and mm -hmm. the, the uh, squad has grown. And we've already seen, today it was Ayanna Presley, who was saying college forgiveness is uh, about race. It's about... And AOC has been talking about this. Which is insane because right. analysis shows that college debt forgiveness widens the racial wealth gap. Right. But college debt forgiveness will be a war zone politically oh, yeah. if they don't try to do that. Because that is just on principle, just morally, that is repugnant. Mm -hmm. That is ridiculous that, that somebody who bought and paid for and received college yeah. and all its value mm – -hmm. Um, you know, would be re would be refunded for that, but they right. still get to keep the college. Yeah. Meanwhile, somebody th that refund would be provided by many people who never got to go to college. It would come or, out of their tax or went to college right. and paid and, back and, and what did the right thing. Owed. This would be this could be. And we thought it was Black Lives Matter or, or or whatever. This could be the great cultural divide battle zone. Right. Because well, and it's interesting because it's an issue where. Um, with the Democratic Party putting it forward, it really 
solidifies the sort of party switch we've seen because college debt forgiveness is a policy that primarily benefits the upper middle class, Mm -hmm. who are the people who swung towards Biden this time. All the suburban, like moderate liberal, you know, the people that read the white fragility book and are learning how to be and have it out on the coffee table right by the way they didn't just read it mostly they just have it in their yard yes the minority communities working class communities white working class hispanic working class they move towards trump which is not the traditional way the parties have broken and so it's going to be interesting to see Democrats now turn into the party of rich suburbanites Mm -hmm. because I think it's like it's more than a third of college debt is held by like the top 25 percent of income earners in this country. Right. It's a policy that benefits rich people. Oh, totally. And it's a total it's a total uh, uh, money transfer Mm -hmm. from the middle class and heart and the working class. Right. You know, from people who work for a living, who who wear name tags to like. Hannah Hauser Dash Esterington, who goes to uh, Brown or or Yale, right? You know, she suddenly is going to get her college taken care of, or or fifty grand of it taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these are people in Wellesley, Massachusetts, who live very well. Right. So the people with Range Rovers are going to get a huge discount or a refund for college. Woo. Well done. I mean, if there's any doubt now who this party is for, but this is where Biden. Biden is careful. Biden has his own college, and this was carefully done. Somebody in the mm-hmm. campaign is smart. He's got his own college kind of forgiveness, debt forgiveness program, which for people under a hundred grand or make one hundred and forty or something, there is some free education. There's some trade schools incentives, mm-hmm. which I like. There's Pell Grant incentives. So Biden approaches in spirit where they're going, but doesn't go, doesn't cross the line, doesn't do debt forgiveness. So far, so far he doesn't. Also, what but- are you going to do about? The people who you have to obviously pair college debt forgiveness with making college free in general, because otherwise, aren't you just setting up the next ticking time bomb to go off when people are going to stop taking out loans to go to college after you forgive all the debt? As a matter of fact, they'll probably take out more because they'll assume that you'll forgive the debt again five years from now. Well, well right. <laughs> yes. Overpriced university in Boston, Massachusetts, if it costs 60 grand right now. And government's going to take care of fifty grand. It's now going to cost one hundred and ten grand. Right. I mean, they're going to jack the prices up, and the banks are going to get involved in loans again. And this is, it's it, it, it this is a symbolic giveaway gesture, mm-hmm. a short term gesture um, for middle class white people. Yeah, I mean, because still in this country, disproportionately white people uh, go to college. Dude, and many, also, many factors of structural racism and, and, blah, blah, blah. and also this has to do with the, the idea of like why are we still pushing everybody into college and in Biden's thing does kind of address um, yeah. that with the trade schools I think trade schools why are we pushing everybody into college these huge overpriced brick and mortar freaking mm-hmm. you know uh, you know societies of elite progressivism why and because your oh, yeah. kid goes out there and learns to be an angry antifa person who knows all about inse- intersectionality and crit- critical race theory and has no skills to work we're going to reward those call it we're going to reward these people right it's your freaking fault man it's not my fault but let's here's the question to biden on it on the economy uh, the vice president-elect talked about having an economy uh, that works for working people one thing i didn't hear you talk specifically about is canceling student loan debt does student loan forgiveness figure in your plan? Would you take executive action to achieve it? It does figure in my plan. I've laid out in detail. For example, the, uh, uh, the legislation passed by the Democratic House calls for immediate 
$10,000 forgiveness of student loans. It's holding people up. They're in real trouble. They're having to make choices between paying. No. No, no, no. You don't have to pay. You can just, you know, I don't know if the interest gets jacked up on those if you don't pay them. I'm not sure. You can tell me else. Um, well, the, they have a lot of ways to, you know, make the payments smaller and stuff. But the problem with student loan debt is that it follows you forever. They'll dock your social security payments when you're 80 to keep collecting your student loan money back. You, know, you can't well, so just this is charge what I them in bankruptcy. To, They're okay. terrible. So this is what I would say to you with student loan uh, money. And I paid for my all of my education outright, so I am exempt for this. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could also not take the money up front and mm-hmm. just pay for your college. Like we pay for everything else that we pay for. Right. You know, you could do that as well and just pay for your college and have to work. But I realize that takes away from the mystique of going to USC and getting wasted for four years and going to the most epic spring breaks and having your Instagram, you know, show you doing uh, body shots off of your, your classmates. I understand that takes the edge off of that. And, and that's what, what we call college is so fun. I talk to people all the time we say, oh, my God, you wouldn't make your kids go to college because by default, my kids, by default, they're not just going just to go. If there's a reason to go, they, they can go. But there's no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push them in. Oh, no. Physical. But they're like, why not? And, and a friend says, tells me, says, it was the most, it was the greatest four years of my life. Well, good for you. <laughs> that was the greatest four years. I'm sure it was. Glad you went to education yes. theme camp. I, right. <laughs> That's what I thought when I went to college. I was like, wow, it's like everybody's at, like, the Disney World college exhibit, like it's it's a theme park where you pretend to be getting an education for four years. Like, you yeah, know, you have no, the dining it, hall and it's the about dorm time though, the- that we that we there be a reckoning here <sighs> and a correction. I would say on universities, There's student loan and paying the rent, those kinds of decisions. It's hold on, student loan and paying the rent are two totally different things. You have to pay the rent because if you're not inside, <laughs> away from the elements, then you'll die. <laughs> And going to hang, going to a student college and hanging out in the quad, and I would say in my day playing hacky sack. I don't know if that exists anymore, um, but uh, you know, going to frat parties if those exist anymore. Um, no, that is not a necessary uh, piece of life that you that you need to uh, survive. Should be done immediately. In addition to that, if you know, I think that everything from community college. Straight through to doubling Pell Grants to making sure that we have access, free education for anyone making under $125,000 for four years of college. And there is a program that exists now under the law that forgives students. I'd like to see the incentives into trade schools are interesting. Community colleges, mm-hmm. those are a valuable thing. And yeah. I, I would say that. But they're also oh, not that expensive to start with. Most right. high school trade schools are free, they're well, public schools. And then, you know. I think I don't know what it costs now, but the Massachusetts community college system was like a couple grand per semester. And then if you like got good grades for two years there, you could transfer into the UMass system and go like almost for free. Or you could have a skill getting out of there. You could go to Brunken Hill Community College and and get a skill, Mm -hmm. you know, in some kind of uh, networking or programming uh, right. and go get to be employed immediately and go start mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Student loans for being able to... Student loans. I mean, he can say this because the Republican Senate's not going to go for it. And, oh, yeah. and I don't, there's so, only so much executive orders can do. You know, he can't allocate money 
I mean, he could use budgeted money and divert it, I guess, for a one-time stimulus shot for college students, I guess. <laughs> but Jesus, it, it's funny. If you if but they like, do this, really... this will clearly, clearly uh, create uh, the borderlines between conservatives and liberals. Right. For, and certainly Democrats and Republicans, because you are now big time picking favorites, and those favorites are not veterans. You know, those favorites are not the truly underserved. No. These favorites will be, like I said, the Range Rover uh, crowd. And right. that defines that party. And if Biden is worried and Democrats are worried mm-hmm. about already getting blown out in 2022, this is a good way to make sure you get the oh, crap yeah. blown out. And including in Georgia. Right now, obviously, if I were a Republican, and I assume they are, they should be running school loan college debt forgiveness mm-hmm. ads left and right so that you know that, like, uh, uh, who's the, the woman who's – who from Leffler, that one? no from uh, Full House who went to jail? Oh, um, yeah, I know who you mean. I forget her name. Uh, but anyway, Not a full you know, House person. Yeah, no, you know who I mean. But but anyway, so that her daughter, the people who cheated their kids, ways right, committed mean, fraud. Mean her daughter can't get a, uh, a refund. Was she kicked out of USC? Did she never get in? No, she did eventually. Get but in. her daughter, by the way, was very typical of a mm-hmm. college student. She was vacuous. You know, she uh, her uh, worldview was a very simple and shallow thing, mm-hmm. you know, and she wanted to go to college for the parties. Why not? You're young, you're beautiful, go to college for the parties. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, I think actually one of the people who was the celebrities that got caught in that thing, uh, one of the kids didn't even like want to go to college, really. The parents were like making them. Because... Yeah. I want to say Larry Leffler. She sounds, sounds no, like that. No, Kelly Leffler is the no, Georgia I know, but, Senate but person. But the person who we're talking about has a name that sounds like that. Fleffley Fleffler. I don't know who it is. Carol Bleffler. She was the the, <laughs> the 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 mom was somebody my yeah, age. Yeah, didn't they Photoshop her out of the um like the thing that ran on Netflix? What the hell is her name? Thing? Somebody's gonna remember and be <sighs> mad at us. I can Google it right now. No, don't. We can't. Valerie Leffler. Pleffer Cleffer. Is it like Melissa or something? No, or? she had a Beautiful name. She was one of the all-time beautiful actresses of the 1980s. They're engaging in public service. I'm going to institute that fundamental change in that so it's able to be available to everyone that, in fact, is engaged. It's not being very well managed right now. So I'm going to do all of those things. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Mostly he's not going to do much about it. Yes. Because these programs have all existed and people don't want to take advantage of them because they... Don't want to work in civil service for ten years or whatever stupid thing it is. You have to be a teacher for ten years and stuff. Like right, and then that's in this idea of college forgiveness. That is progressive, dumb, dumb uh, policy. That is a a program that is it's new wave stupid. Some of the old wave stupid is uh, was also mentioned today. When we build back better, we'll do so with higher wages, including a fifteen dollar minimum wage nationwide. Better benefits, stronger collective bargaining. No quicker way to put a bullet into the head of a small business at this point in time <laughs> than to jack up the minimum wage. Oh, yeah. They're already, like, barely surviving on, like, you know, takeout orders that make up, like, a third of what their business used to be when people were allowed to go eat at the restaurant. It's, I mean... Good luck, small businesses. Yeah. Have a nice time in the Biden administration. So, you know, it, it's interesting. This presser today, half of the questions were 
for Biden about Trump. They're really, mm -hmm. Biden didn't need to be there. It, it was the media saying Trump is terrible. This is it never before happened. And he's a dark Sith Lord that's taking us into the, the belly of Hades. Half the questions were about the deplorables and the people who just won't wear masks. Especially with many states reporting new highs in terms of the daily number of cases and a lot of public health officials sounding the alarm over the holidays. Would you, what is your message to people who are considering, for example? Just quick notes. Let's all remember when the public health officials didn't sound the alarm, and mm -hmm. that was the Saturday before last. Well, getting together with their families and others for Thanksgiving, would you consider, would you urge people to reconsider their plans? Well, here's what I'd do. Let, let me tell you what the health experts have said to me. Um, this is it. This is Thanksgiving. This is everything. And it's not because I'm unique and president-elect. It's because of my family. They strongly urge that if, in fact, uh, we're going to have Thanksgiving with anyone, that we limit it to a maximum, maximum. They, they suggest five people, maximum 10 people, socially distanced wearing masks, and people who have quarantined. So Jill and I spent this morning, like many of you, trying to figure out what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? How are we going to do it? And we've narrowed down which family members and that they were tested recently tested in 24 hours. And so I would strongly urge for the sake, not just your sake, for the sake of your children, your mother, your father, what? your sisters, your brothers, whoever can get together at Thanksgiving. Think about this. There should be no group more than 10 people in one room at one time. I mean, in, 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 inside the homes. That's what they're telling me. They're telling me they're you know, making sure that that's the case. And I have the I have the, the more potent mask behind this one. I took it off when I came out here. More potent masks. Very few people allowed. Uh, social distance inside of the house. You've heard the 100 billion rules they are. Um, I would say that the left and our betters are telling us that for this year at least, at least Thanksgiving is finito. Consideration for Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel podcast is brought to us by listeners like you. Seriously, that's my attempt at an NPR voice. Uh, thanks for listening. Really, we, we really appreciate that, everybody. Get us on Twitter at uh, Burn Barrel Pod. Find us on Facebook on facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. And subscribe to Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. And as always, thanks for listening. Avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs. Keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise. And you're probably going to hear this three or four times from me between now and Thanksgiving, too. Because if you look at what happened in Canada, and their Thanksgiving was in October, two weeks later... Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. You can approach a degree of normality. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah. Avoiding potluck style gatherings and having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. Is there anything else you can think of to add to the list? <laughs> it's a COVID Thanksgiving. <laughs> Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't send your kids to school. The state knows the way to keep us all safe if we follow the COVID rules. Follow the orders and wear your mask and keep your business closed. We hope you'll be fine while you can't make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. We hope you'll be fine while you can't make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. 
Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't stay up past 9 p.m. Keep washing your hands and don't see your friends in groups of more than 10. Follow the orders and wear your mask and stay six feet apart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. This is great. I'm having so much fun. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Yeah. Oh, I love COVID Thanksgiving. Remember what happened in Canada. Mommy, I just counted. The neighbors have 12 people over. Should I call the hotline? Yes, Susie, you know the number. I hope I get to be the government-authorized food server this Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, honey. Your brother's doing that this year. But you can have the job on Christmas. Uh, I mean, a degree of normality day. Follow the orders and wear your mask and turn your music down. Don't sing any songs or stay too long or pass the food around. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't travel out of state. If you are lax when you come back, you must self-isolate. If you are lax when you come back, you must self-isolate. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Keep an eye on who's next door. If they gather in groups, we'll send the shock troops any cost to win the war. Follow the orders and wear your mask. They know what's best, they say. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. So there you go. Thanksgiving Day 2020. It's going to feel a lot more icy, cold, steely, impersonal, dark. Hope you can keep track of all that. We tried to get it all down in one good, solid list Regimented, regimented. Who knows what'll happen? Who knows what'll happen? Oh, man. So in uh, on the West Coast, Gavin Newsom, by the way, is going nuts. He is calling for a curfew very shortly, I believe. And that's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. There's a, a pretty good recall effort going on now for Gavin Newsom. So this will be... This will be interesting. But as you can see, two uh, bogeys have uh, overrun our defenses and have made it into (laughs) – have made it into – that's Cyril Shattuck. Have made it into – that's Anson, who, by the way, had a great part – I'm not sure if I can see him – had a great part in the the bit you just heard. But I want to – we forgot to play this yesterday. There's – in Georgia, there are runoff elections happening. The two Senate seats are up there. One of the Democratic candidates is named Raphael Warnock, and – this guy is proving to be problematic. Democrats, Republicans are already favored to win, and this would give if Republicans win, they'd be would they be up by three? If they win both, they'll have fifty two, I think. Okay, so listen to this. This is one of the um, one of the uh, one of the candidates, Raphael Warnock. He's got a couple of problems. One is that he hangs with socialists. Jake Tapper, who usually spends time extracting pro- pro- prohibitions from Dr. Fauci for you and your holiday celebrations, talks to Warnock and asks him, uh, this fascination with socialists that you have, do you think that might hurt in this election? Let me let me ask you about one of those attacks, because um, Senator Leffler keeps mentioning on the campaign trail an incident from 1995 when you were a youth pastor at a New York church, which hosted a speech by Fidel Castro. Now, you've said... You had nothing to do with that invitation. But just to clarify for our viewers, did you attend the speech? And do you understand why there are so many people who view Castro as a, as a murderous tyrant and, and not someone to be celebrated? Well, it's a good question, and I can't wait to hear his answer of the question. Do you understand why some people are afraid that you hang out with Fidel Castro and that you love socialism? This is going to be an interesting insight. I'll tell you what I understand. I understand why... Uh, Kelly Leffler is trying to change the subject. 
I was a youth pastor. I had nothing to do with that program. Uh, I did not make any decisions uh, regarding the program. I don't know how I got in the room with Fidel Castro. I've never met uh, the Cuban dictator. And so uh, I'm not connected. Met is an interesting term. You know, photo op, handshake. To him, I'll tell you whose names are on the ballot. Raphael Warnock and Kelly Leffler. This race uh, is not about anybody else. Let me ask you about one of those attacks, um, because Senator Leffler keeps mentioning on the campaign trail an incident from 1995. There you go. It's the same thing. So there you go. He, I don't know that he was all that uh, forthright in answering that question. But uh, Sorry, I'll say cut your mic because the kids are uh, using it right now. I was going to say if the uh, Senate thing doesn't work out, he could maybe get a gig as a Biden press flag because uh, he could give T.J. Ducklow there a run for his money with the non-question answering. Those are um, Those are cynical words, Alice, for you mm-hmm. to say, because there's only two names in that uh, race happening, and they're Raphael Warnock and Kelly Leffler. <laughs> and to bring my friend T.J. Ducklow into this is low. Oh, this is uh, is uh, Warnock. <laughs> this one might be no harder to get away from. No matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. On, on full display. <laughs> so I think that could be problematic, actually. Because uh, when, he, when he says America needs to repent um, for its notion of whiteness, I think that um, that he meant that. And that could be considered something. <laughs> and that was him speaking, correct? Not Fidel yes. Castro, who he's never met. Yeah, that was <laughs> the name of that person is in this race, actually. I'm pretty sure. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't... Uh, I don't like his. Uh, I don't like his chances. But I, and I think George is a foregone conclusion. That's why this is this is so Not exciting. That. What's going to happen? Meanwhile, if you're going to if you're worried or just upset that that Trump lost or that the election was stolen by Trump, I would say this: every election is stolen a little bit. And that's why it's good to win by a lot. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Trump will be just as vocal outside of the White House, if not more vocal, and certainly more able mm-hmm. to be uh, an influencer than inside the White House. Have you seen uh, the Twitter rumors that he's thinking about buying CNN? Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I don't know. This is like way. This is like out there Twitter rumors. But imagine the uh, the, what he would do with CNN if he owned it. Oh God. <laughs> My so uh, President Trump. I just Trump, enjoy thinking about President it. Trump. I doubt it's true. But First of all, I don't I know just... if he has any money. To figure, but but President Trump, my I pray to you for this, please. One, obviously, I my consulting services are available. But uh, my my only prayer is that he keeps everybody who currently works there on <laughs> and freely walks onto the set. To terrorize Don Lemon at any moment. <laughs> to terrorize everything and possibly fire them. At Do any you think uh, anybody would be joining Substack <laughs> with alacrity? <laughs> I think it's more likely he's actually looking at Newsmax. That's a rumor that I would give a little bit more credence to. 
Um, I've heard that and make it a competitor to Fox News because he's mad at Fox News now. Yeah. That is not a relationship that has aged well. But, but not everybody. Some people in Fox News are declaring uh, their fealty right now <laughs> or lack there. But Bill Hammer is on board with Team Trump, with the Trump train. So you've been watching uh, the president-elect Joe Biden. If all these legal challenges fail, I'll bring in Andy McCarthy to address that in a moment. And you've been watching what amounts to a bit of a love fest here between the media at, at the beginning. Beginning at the outset, Joe Biden said we're going into a dark winter, something he said earlier. Then a bit later, he recommended no more than 10 Americans in a single room for Thanksgiving. Let's bring in Mark T. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, you've a love fest, he says. I love it. There were a lot of love fests going on today. If you watched any of The View, and you don't watch The View. There's no reason. The View, Alice, I, I can't, I have trouble. My worry is this, Alice, and this is going mm-hmm. to be considered sexist. So okay. I need you to say it instead of me. This is what Alice told me today. She said that her worry is that if if an alien came out of space and <laughs> landed in, in in America or the world and simply started watching The View, that their feeling <laughs> is that women were not brilliant. Um, do you stand by that? <laughs> um, wow! But it, it's a hard, it, it's and it's it's not fair, but it just so happens. That the emotional horsepower displayed on The View Mm -hmm. day to day is underwhelming, to say the least. Okay. Did I say emotional? I meant intelligent. Intelligent. Right. Um, Intellectual. I think it's possible. The emotional horsepower is there. And we're about to hear. Oh, yeah, the emotional. But I think it's possible that an alien, if they watched, like, what's the sexist Fox News one where there's like five outnumbered? Yes. If they watched outnumbered, they also might not think women were brilliant. But no, who's the host of that? I don't know who's main she's on She's really it right great. Now, she's, she's, take that back. <sighs> Can I just say, it was so pleasant. This is, um, this is, uh, I forgot her name. We always play her. She's the, Sonny Houston, Houston, I don't know. Houston. On The View. And she's talking about Barack Obama has a new book out, which of course is a, the greatest home ever written. Mm-hmm. It's barely his third book about himself <laughs> that is out. And, and of course, he's on the book tour and people are just gushing over. My God, what a wonderful... What a wonderful and decent person. Couldn't we just, too bad we don't have this now. Can I just say, it was so pleasant to see a president speak eloquently and elegantly and in a measured way. It was, I was like, is this where we were for eight years and we came to this? I'm often moved by what President Obama says because like Sonny said, there's an eloquence to him. He makes sense. There's a wisdom, a calm leadership that I feel. It's like watching a really good minister in church. You just, you you understand and he he takes you places. I love all of that. If one of my friends (laughs) said this, one of my guy friends, I would punch him in the head. You can't talk like this and be an analyst. You're an analyst. He makes me feel so good. I understand he makes you feel so good. And in every room, he could sing like Al Green, and mm-hmm. he was a classy guy and a nice family, and he was he was a, an articulate guy mm-hmm. and a great dude. And, and he was uh, he had a good temper about him, etc. Mm-hmm. But at you know what's also fun is unemployment. Record low unemployment is also fun. ISIS being destroyed is also fun. Mm-hmm. You know, intelligence services not going after the media is also fun. Uh, not-, not having to pay as much in taxes is also fun. Exactly. A lot of things are great under Trump that weren't under Obama. And, you know, it. I don't like but Trump no, any be- more than they do, probably. No, but because the girls on The View 
loved him and felt so warm and cuddly thinking about him. <laughs> and this new guy is just a vile jerk. Mm-hmm. Ooh, because of that, because they want warm and fuzzy back. You have to pay more in taxes. We have to do more right. wars, and you know we have to pretend terrorism isn't happening while they're it's scourging its way mm-hmm. across the earth. And we have to, you know, pretend that the the Benghazi thing didn't happen because you know the warm and fuzzy needs to be reelected. So mm-hmm. it is such an elitist thing. Right, it's and such it's- elitist to have your feelings at all matter is such an elitist thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel good about voting for warm and fuzzy, and I also have a sticker that says I voted. There you go. Yay. It doesn't matter. It has no idea, you know, what the guy's platform was. The destruction that was happening. The division. Black Lives Matter was spawned during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. He did a lot. Somehow, the Trayvon Martin killing became a cop suck thing where no cops were involved in it. Right. And Obama was right there to pour gasoline on that fire. Uh, but... Once again, it's just about feelings. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Colbert earlier, and he's all feelings. This is all a man hurt. This is a child, and that's what Trump has done. He's exposed that he can be a child, but he's exposed everybody else who are supposed to be so at top tier, intellectually suited. No, 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 no. Now, we always knew he would leave a stain there, and not just from his butt bronzer, because every Ooh. That's Burn. a see. This is a good set. I'm glad I uh, paid twenty bucks to get into Catch a Rising Star to see this guy. He seems like he's here to make me laugh and not work his way through his own emotional pain. Thing he did, everything, is now in some way presidential behavior, including this. Unless, unless every single person rejects what he just did, and that means for all the predictable behavior of the last. What he just did is not take the election sitting down. Sure, it's not presidential, really. But, you know, it has happened before. Al Gore also conceded and then unconceded, Mm -hmm. which is not something you can do. You can't suddenly unconcede. Right. You know, conceding is a transaction. It cannot be undone. It is over. (laughs) It is over. He conceded and then unconceded. And then they said that they had the moral high Mm -hmm. ground to counter every vote. And then they suggested there was why. But that was the, the whole institution. With Trump, it's essentially Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone, and a couple of other crazy people who are, you know, forcing this effort in a, t- a team of lawyers. It was the institution of the Democratic Party. Everybody was all in in 2000. Oh, Hillary yeah. Clinton has never relinquished, you know, this presidency, the 45th presidency to, to Trump whatsoever. You know, so don't tell me like we're new ground here. So Stephen Colbert has to wear black. And has to stand up because we're in a state, it's a United State of duress suddenly. And he has to be upset and saying, you've seen what he did. No, yeah, I've seen what he did. Back in 2000, I saw what he did, just in a different way. Last few days and the last four years, right now something unpredictable needs to happen. The last four years, like I said, excellent unemployment, <laughs> ISIS, uh, excellent employment, ISIS is dead, wages up. Business is doing better. More business grown. Blacks and and minorities have done have never done better. Uh, you know, social justice reform happened under this guy. Mm-hmm. What he did, you know, peace in the Middle East. Oh my God! But you felt bad, Stephen Colbert. So none of that stuff matters because you right. felt bad about watching him. And Sonny Hostin, and the people in the View, felt terrible watching him. Republicans have to speak up. All of them. <laughs> what does he want? They're counting ballots. Trump is losing the polls. 
soon they're going to ratify the ballots. Soon electors right. going to go to Washington. Trump is going to leave. What do they have to do? do they have to say they <laughs> hate him and they apologize to you and you were right the whole. What do you want? Everyone. No holdouts. You need to. It's on you. And I, Stephen Colbert, <laughs> who has spent the last 15 years demonizing you people as a bunch of racists, subhuman miscreants, you need to listen to me moralize to you. Because for evil to succeed. Oh, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> All that is necessary <sighs> is for good men to do nothing. Jesus Christ. Somebody read a book. <laughs> Isn't there somebody in charge of the show who can say, yeah, Stephen, uh, just cut, guys. We're not going to use that. That is so haggard, cliched, and awful that we can't use it. And you doing this breakdown, this Keith Olberian breakdown, it, 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 nervous breakdown, is not what you were hired to do. If you'll see the poster out front, it's you with a suit on, happy, having fun. Remember, <laughs> you're the smart ass who's uh, who can you know throw one liners at dumb President Bush because you're a emotional. You're too cool. So why are you? If you're going to have a, a, a nervous breakdown, we're paying you to pretend to be a fun guy for an hour. If you're going to have a nervous breakdown, pick one of the other twenty three hours in the day when we're not paying you. <laughs> you know what I think it is. Um, so say something. I think it's remember when um, after nine eleven, John Stewart like broke down on the Daily Show, mm -hmm. and that was like huge. That he like, you know, wasn't funny on the Daily Show. Right. He was upset about nine eleven. Um, I think that all these comedians like saw that and took notes, and now they don't have much else to do, so they just try and pull that out like mm. once a week to try and do John Stewart post nine eleven. Yeah, it's something. Coming back. It, it, but the thing is. Is that for that to resonate, you have to have a 9-11. Well, yeah, but they think Trump is 9-11. Right. I mean, Michael Moore did yeah, the but, movie but during Fahrenheit 11-9, right? Right. But during 9-11, we all had 9-11. Right. It's not as if it's just 90 million or 100 million people had it and the other <laughs> didn't. You know? So we were there were witnesses. We were all reacting. It was all on camera. This The fact that he thinks that, that Trump is a dangerous Nazi and all the other stuff in working for Putin, in Putin's pocket, and he's Putin's blank holder or whatever, you know, these are conspiracy, wackiness, wacky mm -hmm. theories that this guy is emoting about. Something right now, Republicans. Not later, not after you've stuck your finger up in the wind or wherever you want to put it. Didn't see that coming. Uh oh. <laughs> right now. Don't be a, don't try to be a smartass and dunk on people with your, you know, uh, is it rapist wit, Alice? Rapier wit, like the really? weapon of rapier. With your rapier wit, um, Stephen, because you spend most of your show crying. <laughs> you can't be a tough guy and cry all the time. It's in your best interest. This is the Nuremberg uh, nod, by the way, just in case there's going to be tribunals. It's in your best interest. <laughs> you only survived this up till now because a lot of voters didn't want to believe everything that was obvious to so many of us, that Donald Trump is a fascist. <laughs> That's excellent. Stephen Colbert, the 57-year-old, college-educated, worldly success from in Hollywood, and Every 17-year-old seven, kid who's just uh, enrolled into UMass Amherst all have the same have come to the same intellectual conclusion. <laughs> he's a fascist. What do you mean? He's a fascist. That's it. Well, if he's a fascist, shouldn't he be doing fascism? Wouldn't that yeah. be 
Why would he just start fascism when he's got 60 days left? <laughs> and when it comes to democracy versus fascism, I'm sorry, there are not fine people on both sides. So you need to choose Donald Trump or the American people. This is the time. I don't even understand. I understand that he wants to use nice people, fine people on both sides. I don't even understand. Donald Trump or the American people? What do you mean? Oh, oh, so I see what he's saying. He's suggesting that that Trump is going to be a permanent man in the high tower situation. Yeah, he in thinks sense. Trump's okay. going to take over and do Nazi Germany. You know, considering Trump now is flo- is has been a fascist for four years, <laughs> a murderous racist, murderous racist fascist, and now is not leaving the White House and mm-hmm. is claim clinging to power. And is ascending, holding on to power in the military in his fascistic, uh, Hitler-esque right. uh, role. You'd think that Stephen Colbert would start <laughs> changing his daily schedule a little bit. <laughs> well, or, I mean, just the fact that, like, yes, Stephen Colbert is a free man who's not looking over his shoulder for the secret police. Right. But also, I mean, like, Putin doesn't lose elections. Just saying. Right. Like, you know, maybe if Donald Trump is such close buddies with him, he should have taken a few tips on how to win an election with 90% of the vote, which is what Putin and all these other fascists do. Because, uh, you know, if I were Donald Trump and if I were a fascist, I probably would have come up with some slightly more secure plan than just letting everybody vote and hope that the Reich turns out. Like, I mean... Right. Which he a- wasn't going to do, remember. <laughs> like six months ago, he's not going to have the vote. You know he's not going to have he's the gonna vote. He's going to cancel the election because yeah. of COVID. Before he kidnapped and melted down all the mailboxes, <laughs> which was two months ago. And to get off the Trump train. Because he just told you where the train is going, and it's not a passenger train. And he'll load you on it someday, too. <laughs> it's not a passenger train. I think you're supposed to use metaphors that you that you don't have to take notes on while listening to <laughs> Also, like it's not a passenger train; it's a freight train. But off- mostly, it's coal and other uh, earthly materials, and <laughs> it's usually in a, it's taking a southern route is the route it's taking. So, but I think he's trying to say it's like the trains to Auschwitz. Right? right. No, <laughs> like, everything is but like yes. the people who are on the train who he's telling to get off. If they're the ones on the train, then that doesn't really make that much sense because what I, I mean, it doesn't even it, the the metaphor doesn't process. So, what it's. It's fine. He thinks Trump is Hitler, and we're all enabling Hitler. So. We should read our messages, uh, yeah. ma'am. Just we should get we, to that. But um, before we go, this is yeah, a work before, night for Alice Shattuck. So if you're indeed, out there, indeed. Um, so this is. Let me finish up. Everything fell apart last night when I was trying to read the email from Ryan from Plastow, uh, where I still need to go. I did not get out there today, but um, Ryan wrote us. You're not going to Ryan's house, are you? No. That would be. But I'm going to Plastow. Mildly inappropriate. I mean, he has a good listener. Um, I wanted to take this time to say it's so nice to see you guys on video. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Your takes and views are refreshing and funny. I've been a fan since you, Tom, first appeared on Jerry Callahan's podcast. You are my favorite Jerry guest. God bless you, Ryan. Thank you for that. I love going on Jerry. I didn't get the call for tomorrow. Maybe Wednesday this week. Maybe I've been whacked. As for the Burn Barrel podcast, I thoroughly enjoy the new format with Alice. She is a breath of fresh air in a liberal world I can't seem to enjoy. As a young conservative, I am at a disadvantage as most of the people I interact with are free-spirited and feeling libs who won't have discussions about why they feel the way they do without an argument. I am an almost 40-year-old with two young kids aged three and one. I hear you there. Yes. I know the the feeling of a young child getting involved and taking all of her mom's time. Keep up the amazing work on the podcast and I'll keep listening. 
That Thank was... you, Ryan. That was very nice. Good luck with that three-year-old and one-year-old. I know that you're in the pitch battle, as we say, mm-hmm. with your own kids. And um, they are brilliantly devised to destroy and disrupt one's life, aren't they? It's it's almost a marvel. People who don't mm-hmm. have kids see them as these little dirty, which they are, uh, you know, little kind of like puppies play things. But no, they're far more intricately uh, designed <laughs> than that. And they are meant to destroy. Uh, yeah, they have your nuclear codes, mm. that's for sure. Um, so John in Wakefield uh, wrote us, hey, Tom and Alice, he's been trolling high school friends that have caught the fever. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, but he's, yeah. he also uh, lets us know that... Are you in high school? Is he in high school? No. <clears throat> No, so, oh, he also has young high kids. school. I see. No. I see. Um, and then he also two more hogs got the fever. Mm-hmm. He also uh, has been letting some friends know about the Burn Barrel podcast. He says, "Let me know if you get an influx of Colorado clicks. I'm guessing Ooh, cool. you might get upwards of eight. I have an R sub zero on the scale of viral spread, which has unexpectedly become such a positive in COVID times." Oh, cool! I don't have know nice what that weekend. last thing meant. Um, he means R? well. The R, it means how many you, <clears throat> things you spread things to. Like, so he's saying he doesn't know that many people, which during COVID is like a good thing. Oh, good. I like that. Thank you, John. And by the way, Wakefield, obviously, we like very mm-hmm. much. Always Great had a lot of fun over Wakefield. there. Is it Harrington's? Is that the bar over there? Harrington's Pub. Yes, yeah. that sounds right. Great. Place. Yes, we've had pumpkin beers there on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Bennett wrote us. Um, by the way, if you're uh, forget it. Mike wrote to us. He said, Tom and I was going to say, by the way, Alice. Mm-hmm. No, I shouldn't say. <clears throat> Mike wrote to us and says. Oh, fine. I'll say it, Alice. I was going to say, if you're a young. No, don't. Don't take my advice in this. I was going to say that if you're a young guy and you're single in Wakefield, be around the lake. But you don't hang around the lake probably stalking women who are jogging, which is probably why I. Did okay. not have a very successful Can I get to life. Mike's email? You, we should move on. Okay. Yeah. Mike wrote us and said, Tom and Alice, I can't stand Charlie Baker's monotone voice. It would be hilarious if you could pepper in some dialogue from the Cylons from the 70s Battlestar Galactica. He provides us a couple of links to uh, do so. Sincerely, Mike. That is a great Of point, course, I didn't Mike. grab any Cylons. Do you need we'll me to, to forward you Mike's email? No, I'll get it. Galactic. I love the Cylons. I love that Battlestar Galactica. Um, I liked the mechanical dog. I actually had a model of the uh, Colonial Vipers. Um, Cylons, Cylons. Mm-hmm. It was like Imperious Leader. Cylons talking. I had a great... Uh, yeah, I had those... Um, let's see what happens here. Um, here we go. Attention. Attention. <laughs> His eminence, the Imperious Leader, will be with us shortly. These guys were awesome. His ship has landed at the Air Dome. <laughs> Presenting His Eminence, our Imperious Leader. Love it. Scan for identification. The Battlestar Pegasus is not stopping to engage us. Uh-oh. Impossible. That is why she is here. Pursue and destroy. Destroy the Pegasus. By order. And we will have a serious problem on our hands in the not too distant future. We have an army of resources and surveillance. There's some similarity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the other the day, the one with Canada was probably even more. I appreciate that. Um, who was that again? That was Mike. Mike. And uh, Mike, I um, love Battlestar Galactica. I. Um, 
uh, what was it? Oh yes, I saw those Cylons at Universal Studios in like in '83. We went to. They were, it was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. Do you remember? Do you remember the? Um, um, oh my God, I can't remember it. Um, Tales of the Gold Monkey. Maybe you remember that show from like 1982 or '83. I saw that plane there too. There was a there was a show that was after um, Alice wasn't born at this time. There was a show that was um, um, I hadn't met her stalking women at the lake yet. <laughs> there was a show that was based on uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, with a guy from who has since um, Seventh Heaven. Who's the guy who got in trouble from on Seventh Heaven? Oh, the dad. Yes, the dad. He he played the guy. Steven I'm pretty sure. something. I think. His yeah, I think is. so. I think um, it might have been Danny in 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 um, the golf movie. You're you're no no no. Caddyshack. If somebody's about forty five years old to fifty seven years old, all of these things are ringing the bell <laughs> right now. Um, but that uh, I saw the boat there. It was fantastic. Really cool. He had a dog that was missing an eye. The dog lost an eye. In one episode, they find the eye and stick it back. <laughs> okay. Weird. I think it was a Jack Russell Terrier, as a matter of fact. Like Dave, who you all met yesterday. Go ahead, Alice. Um, that's that's it for mail that I have right now that we didn't finish. We have to go through. We've got a week. whole bunch right. of Twitter messages as well. Right. Oh, yes. Somebody did point out, um, you asked in a previous episode who Trevor Lawrence was, because you were trying to name Trevor yes. Noah. And our friend Justin, I think his name is on Twitter, did let you know that that's a QB at Clemson, so, which okay. I think is what you meant. Right. Although, you know who I ended up looking up yesterday is Joey Lawrence. Do you remember him? No. No. <laughs> She's going to get me in trouble now. She is over 30, by the way. Let me tell you, okay? Um, Joey, I don't want to talk about it. We'll get into... I, I, nobody wants to talk about it, as a matter of fact. All right, Alice, tell one, two, three, four. Tell the people what you are. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can follow us on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube. And you can shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Write us a review. Give us a rating. Hopefully it'll be five stars. Smash the like button on those YouTube videos. Say <laughs> la Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't send your kids to school. The state knows the way to keep us all safe if we follow the COVID rules. Follow the orders and wear your mask and keep your business closed. We hope you'll be fine while you can make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. We hope you'll be fine while you can make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't stay up past 9 p.m. Keep washing your hands and don't see your friends in groups of more than 10. Follow the orders and wear your mask and stay six feet apart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. This is great. I'm having so much fun. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Yeah. Oh, I love COVID Thanksgiving. Remember what happened in Canada. Mommy, I just counted. The neighbors have 12 people over. Should I call the hotline? Yes, Susie, you know the number. I hope I get to be the government-authorized food server this Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, honey. Your brother's doing that this year. But you can have the job on Christmas. Uh, I mean, a degree of normality day. Follow the orders and wear your mask and turn your music down. Don't sing any songs or stay too long or pass the food around. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't travel out of state. If you are lax when you come back, you must self-isolate. If you are lax when you come back, 
Next, when you come back, you must self-isolate. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Keep an eye on who's next door. If they gather in groups, we'll send the shock troops any cost to win the war. Follow the orders and wear your mask. They know what's best, they say. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.